Praise the Lord. You are listening to a word from the Lord, a radio and internet ministry of the Refuge Temple Church of Burlington, North Carolina. Refuge Temple Church is located in the heart of Burlington, NC at 152 North Main Street. Our pastor is Bishop Reginald J. Davis. Refuge Temple Church is a spirit-filled, Bible-believing, multicultural ministry ordained by Jesus Christ to serve him, his kingdom, and the community from Main Street to the world. We welcome you to join us now for anointed music and the word of God. To the word of God, to the gospel of St. Luke, chapter number nine. St. Luke, chapter number nine. And we're gonna begin reading at verse number 23 and conclude at verse number 27. St. Luke chapter number nine, and we shall begin reading at verse number 23. Hallelujah. When you have it, say amen. St. Luke chapter nine and verse number 23. And he said to them all, if any man will come after me, let him deny himself take up his cross daily and follow me. For whosoever will save his life shall lose it, but whosoever will lose his life for my sake, the same shall save it. For what is a man advantage if he gain the whole world and lose himself or be cast away? For whosoever shall be ashamed of me and of my words, of him shall the Son of Man be ashamed when he shall come in his own glory, in his Father and the holy angels. But I tell you of a truth that there be some standing here which shall not taste death till they see the kingdom of God. Bless you, you can be seated today. I wanna talk to you from the subject daily disciples. Daily disciples. And just look to the person sitting closest to you and just say, not just on Sunday. Hallelujah. Not just on Sunday. Several years ago, I came to a sobering conclusion relative to my understanding of my priorities as a pastor and a church leader. And I discovered that despite my efforts and despite my sincerity, that in some areas, I was misdirected in my focus. My focus um, was primarily to just preach the gospel. Preach the gospel, help people get saved, baptized, pray with people to receive the Holy Spirit, and to grow the church. That was one of my objectives going back 25 years. Grow the church, grow Refuge Temple. And that was a priority for me. And while there's nothing wrong with preaching the gospel, there's nothing wrong with getting people saved, there's nothing wrong with wanting your church to grow, there was something lacking in a very critical area. And that was the area of discipleship. Discipleship. Everybody say discipleship. It's important to get people saved, and it's important to grow the church. However, if we're talking about making it all the way to glory, 
and to pleasing the Lord along the way, discipleship is critical. It's not just a good ideal. It's not just a notion. But in fact, in fact, it's a divine mandate. And, and, and I've come to this reasoning, and I want you to walk with me through this, that there is a critical difference between church membership and discipleship. All right? Membership is based on how you access the services provided. And Refuge Temple has members. We got members. Members is not an issue here. We have members. But that's based upon how I connect with the activities of the church. And this season has, has taught all of us that membership has to be deeper or your relationship with God has to be deeper than membership. Because when we could not be in the sanctuary, when we could not enjoy the service, because I'll be honest, part of how I gauged my success as a pastor and a shepherd was who I saw sitting in front of me on Sunday mornings. And if I looked out and saw all of you or most of you or some of you, then that's how I gauged how I was doing. If you were here, we doing okay. If you weren't here, what's wrong? That was my mentality. And, and, and it still is to some degree. And, but this season's been different because there were people that wanted to be here but couldn't be here. There's still people that want to be here, but they can't be here right now. And, and so I had to shift from just thinking about membership because membership is just how you access the services provided. You know, I, I've got a gym membership. You'd never know it, but I got a gym membership. I got one. I pay for it every month. I got a gym membership. All right. I pay every month, and sometimes I go, and sometimes I don't go, and Reggie calls me on his way, and I say, you going? Yeah, I'm going. I said, well, I might see you there. Pop, you coming? No, I'm, I might not make it today. I'll see you tomorrow. But I'm a member. I'm a member in good standing. Just don't go. Come on, somebody. Sound like church folk. I'm a member in good standing. I just don't go. Because there is more to your standing in Christ than your membership. Discipleship is so much more than membership. And, and, and you have to come to a place where you want more than just to satisfy a preacher. Come on, somebody. And you want more than just to satisfy some church members. And you want more than just to have a good name in the congregation. There's nothing wrong with that, but there's more to your walk with Christ than just being a good member of this church or any church. Discipleship, and you're going to hear me say this because I'm going, this is one of my driving points about discipleship. It has three very basic elements. The first element of discipleship is being a follower of Jesus Christ. Now, it's important that you are more than just a follower of church folk. Because if I could be honest, some people are going to follow church people right to the lake of fire. Come on, somebody. So, so, so it's not enough. And I mean, don't even follow me that close that if I go to hell, you go to hell with me. Because I don't want to deal. I, hell going to be bad enough. I don't want to deal with you in hell saying, I followed you all the way here. No, if I take a detour, you keep on following Christ. If I lose my mind, you keep on following Christ. If I lose my way, come and find me, but you keep on following Christ. Because the goal is not to follow the saints, not to follow the bishop. The goal is to follow Jesus Christ. And I'm with you as long as we're on the road to follow Christ. 
When you take a detour, we got to make a change. So become a follower of Christ. In that capacity of following Jesus Christ, you become a learner. Mm. Learner, learner, learner. Jesus said, take my yoke upon you and do what? Learn of me. Learn. Now, this is the part that throws Pentecostals. We love to jump and shout and speak in tongues as the Spirit moves us, but we seem reticent when it comes to learning. And don't you understand that if you learn more, you can shout more? Oh, come on here, somebody. If you learn more, you can rejoice more. If you learn more, you'll have more for God to deal with you about. But what you don't want to do is jump and shout and be ignorant of the things of Jesus Christ. Oh, God, that, 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 that's, the worst, that's the worst indictment against Pentecostal folk. They jump and shout and don't, not, don't know anything about the God that we serve. But when I finish jumping, when I finish shouting, I can tell you every reason why I give God the glory because of what he is in my life. Oh, Shatai, I want the Lord to appeal to more than my physicality. I want him to appeal to my intellect. Ooh, God, I want to start thinking like Jesus Christ. I want to start thinking like him. I want his thoughts to become my thoughts, his ways, my ways. So we have to become active learners. And, and, and I'm going to say this because it's the truth, that, that, that people gravitate towards the worship. They gravitate towards some of the preaching, but they tend to run from the learning. Come on, somebody. In fact, they don't think you're preaching unless you're moaning. But there may not be a moan today, but I'm preaching as hard as I've ever preached right now. Come on, somebody. Because when you declare the truth so people can learn it, because I need you to do more than just have inspiration. I need you to have information because you've got to live after today. Tell somebody, not just on Sunday. Oh, God. Once we become a follower and we become a learner, then we become an imitator of Jesus Christ. Because your knowledge of him becomes transformational. See, I wonder what some of us are learning because I cannot see the efficacy of the learning in our behavior. In other words, I can't see us living what we preach. And if we're preaching Jesus, and if we're learning about Jesus, then this word ought to become transformational in our lives. That in other words, I start living what I learn. Oh, God. What's the point of learning about forgiveness and you stay mad all the time? What's the point of learning about love and you still hate everybody? What's the point in learning about righteousness and you still acting like a freak? I told you I'm preaching as hard today as I'm ever going to preach. What's the point? Because I need to be transformed by the learning that is taking place in my life. And I'm going to give y'all, this, this is real simple. I know it sounds simplistic, but I want you to follow me. The way that you change is you start to obey the word. Now, let me be very clear. The Bible never said you had to agree with it 
He just said you had to obey it. And there's a few of us here that are going to be real and say this. I did some things that I didn't agree with, but because God said it, I started to do it, and it transformed my life. Because, see, what we want, everybody wants to have this deep experience. We want to have this visitation at 2.26 in the morning where the Lord comes to us and says to us, you need to stop fornicating. And Lord, when I had that visitation, I knew I would never fornicate again. No, if the word said stop it, just stop it because the word said stop it. Okay, y'all done, okay, okay. I'm preaching as hard today as I'm ever going to preach. Your obedience is what transforms your life according to the word of God. Yes, the Holy Spirit is the transforming agent. Yes, the Holy Spirit sanctifies. But the greatest element of you growing and imitating Christ is just you doing what Jesus said. If he said it, even if you struggle with it, because I know some of us say, well, I don't want to be a hypocrite, and sometimes, you know, I want to do it, and so I don't want to be a hypocrite and not do it. Baby, that don't make you a hypocrite. That makes you real. Everybody has heard the Lord tell them to do something that in their flesh they didn't want to do. And they had to trust the power of the Spirit to do what their flesh didn't want them to do. And as they started walking with God, you'll learn how to like it. Oh, y'all, y'all don't hear what I'm saying. You'll learn how to like it. You'll learn how to like living holy. You'll learn how to like walking with God. You'll learn how to like praying and laying before the Lord. But you become an imitator of Jesus Christ. And then when people see you, they start seeing the Jesus that is working in you. This text in the Gospel of Luke has several important elements, and I just want to touch on them before I get to the text that I read. The first part, in verses 1 and 2, Jesus empowers and commissions disciples. How will the world be saved if the disciples spend all their time in the church? Come on, somebody. And I'm not going to lie, I love church. Church has been my life for over 45 years. I love church. I love the choir. I love the singing. Nikita almost made me throw a shoe at her this morning. You know, that, that's, that's what I love. I love the worship at that level. But I can't do the will of God just sitting in church. Listen to me. All right, everybody, you're here, but only a few of us are working today. Come on, somebody. You're enjoying the worship. You're praising God, but you're not working. Your work in ministry happens after I have given the benediction because that's when we're commissioned to do what? Go and bring disciples. Now, imagine, I'm going to throw it out here. I'm going to throw a challenge. Imagine if everybody sitting with me right now went out this week and brought one person back to church with them. This week, just, just this week. You know, there's a brother sitting here that when I got here a little before 9 o'clock, he was walking by. So I got my one. Because he's here. Come on, somebody. I invited him back, and he's here. Thank God, he's here. Don't try to figure out who he is. He's here. I brought him here, all right? Brought him here. But imagine if everybody made that your assignment that from Sunday to the next Sunday, I'm going to try to influence one person, not just to come to church, but to become a disciple of the Lord Jesus Christ. He commissions the disciples. Then Jesus 
empowers them. Because the Lord just doesn't send us out to do an assignment. The Lord empowers us to do the assignment. And my friend, you got the Holy Ghost to do more than clap your hands, jump around, shout. But he's empowered you to be a witness to Jesus Christ. Anybody here got the Holy Ghost and know that he's real? Okay, seven of y'all. I got you. I got you. Jesus displays his power to provide. He teaches them all day in a desert place. And then he tells them, it's too late to go back to get food. Let's feed them. Disciples said, we ain't got nothing to feed them with. He said, what you got? Two fish, five loaves. And Jesus starts distributing. Now, what are you trying to say, Bishop? Because, see, one of the things that we struggle with is we give so much time to this natural man that we forget that God knows how to provide. And, and that doesn't mean that we all gonna not work and just go out on the field and witness, but it does mean that wherever we are, continuing and carrying on the assignment that God's going to provide. I don't know who I'm talking to, that needs a job, wants a job, needs provision, but I came to remind you that you do not serve a God that does not know how to take care of you. Anybody believe that? Oh, God. anybody believe that? God knows how to provide exactly what you need. He just needs you to trust him. And while you're trusting him, he's making a way. Oh, I don't know who I'm talking to right now, but right now God is already making a way. I know you got some business to take care of. I know there's some things unfinished, but I came to tell you by the power of the Holy Spirit that while you're in this church worshiping on Sunday, by Monday God's going to start opening a door and making a way because he has not stopped providing. I stopped providing. And then finally, Jesus reveals himself. He asked the question, who do men say that I am? And they gave various theories about who Jesus was. And then finally he asked them, who do you say that I am? And Peter said, thou art the Christ, son of the living God. And that is one of our most important responsibilities that people know through us who Jesus is. Saints, if he was just a man, I would not get up at 6.30 in the morning to talk to just a man. I'd say, meet me at about 10 o'clock when I'm awake and alert. I wouldn't put on my clothes on a Sunday if he was just a man. But he is more than a man to me. Hey, Shataya, he's my savior, he's my deliverer, he's my keeper, he's my healer. Is there anybody in this church that knows Jesus Christ and you know who he is? I need you to give God a praise that says, I know who he is. Oh God, he's not just a celebrity. He's not just somebody I heard about on TV, but he is real. Oh God, oh, y'all done stopped already. He is real to me. Anybody know he's real? Then give God the glory that says I know that he's real so he comes to the text and he lays out the priorities of every disciple he says if anybody is going to follow me let him deny himself look at somebody and say self has to die Church has become dry 
ineffective, blasé, and weak because there's too much flesh in the church. And, and I'm still convinced that one of the reasons why Jesus suffered the pandemic was to get the flesh out of the church. Come on, somebody. All that he wanted because we spent too much time celebrating people, bringing masses of people together just to celebrate a man. We're just like the athletes. We're just like the concert goers. We just have our own celebrities. We have our own stars. And the Lord said, you know what? I'm going to shut it down so it becomes nobody but you and Jesus. You can't go and throw your shoe in your hat at so-and-so because they sing so well or preach so well. I'm going to put you somewhere where it's just you and me and some of us for a year and a half live with nobody but Jesus Christ but he would meet us early in the morning he would meet us late at night oh hallelujah and if we're going to follow Jesus Christ in this generation we have to go back to crucifying the flesh the flesh chokes the anointing out of the church and here's the part I got to give you I can't kill your flesh. You can't kill my flesh. I have to have enough love for Jesus that when I see my flesh out of control, that I take my flesh to the cross. Oh, hallelujah. And he says, if you're going to follow me, you got to deny yourself. Too many of us I'm trying to quit. Too many of us want a faith of convenience. And I haven't read anywhere in this scripture that you could live for God and it not cost you something. Oh, okay. Get, get quiet. I told you I'm preaching as hard now as I'm ever going to preach. I, I, you can't read in this Bible where Jesus would say, come on, follow me and do nothing. But that's the mentality of believers. We want to be entertained, we want to be placated, we want to be caressed and coaxed, and nobody wants to go to the cross. But baby, you can't be saved if you don't come by the way of the cross. If you stay in yourself, if you stay in your own world, you will die and be lost. Somewhere you got to lay yourself at the altar and say, whatever it costs me, I want to live for Jesus Christ. Deny self. Everybody go back to the text. I want to read this because I want to make sure you see it. St. Luke chapter 9, look at verse number 23. Take up his cross daily. Now, I've heard people misquote this for years. They say, take up his cross and follow me daily. But the text says, take up his cross daily. What's that mean, Pastor? That means... For the disciple, every day has to be a day of sacrifice. And there are too many folks sitting in church just doing what they feel when they feel it. And if they don't feel it, they don't do it. The Lord never said you were going to feel it every day. Some days you don't feel it. Somebody be honest with me. Some days you don't feel like it. Some days you don't want to do it. But Jesus said, if you're going to follow me, you have to be willing to make that sacrifice every single day. That's the problem with the 
church now. There's too many of us just simply trying to do what we feel, and we have now put a vernacular to it. I'm just going to keep it 100. I'm going to keep it. First of all, it's 100, all right? So if you're going to be... If you're going to be arrogant, at least pronounce your words correctly. It's not 100. It's 100. I'm just going to keep it 100 and just do what I want to do. But what if you and your 100 self dies and goes to the lake of fire? Wouldn't it make more sense to make the sacrifice now? Oh, hallelujah. And that means my life as a believer has to become a living sacrifice. It's not about me dying because Jesus has already died. Wounded for our transgressions. Bruised for our iniquities. The chastisement of our peace was upon him. And with his stripes, we're healed. So he's not asking for most of us to die for him. But he's asking us to die to ourselves. He's asking us to sacrifice our pride and to sacrifice our arrogance, and to sacrifice our comfort just to live and to serve him. And when you think about everything that Jesus has given to you, we, they sung a song in the old church, how much I owe for love divine. How much I owe since Christ is mine. And what he is to me, I cannot tell how much I owe. Now you can sit here and act like the Lord owes you. But if you would be honest, you know you owe the Lord. Because he loved you when you couldn't love yourself. <laughs> he cared for you when you didn't care about yourself. He took care of you when you were wasting your life. And who else knows everything about you but still loves you? Who else knows you're uprising and you're down sitting and yet still loves you? And if I don't owe the Lord anything, I owe him everything. I owe him my life. I owe him my health. I owe him my strength. I owe him my heart. I came to tell you God is tired. In fact, he's not accepting applications for part-time disciples. Oh, hallelujah. He's not accepting applications for sometimes seasonal workers. But if you're not willing to go all the way, you're wasting your time coming part the way because he won't accept you until you bring yourself to the altar and say, here I am. I'm a mess, but here I am. I'm corrupt, but here I am. I made mistakes, but here I am. I've come short but here I am God I failed you but here I am anybody here willing to be the sacrifice anybody here willing to be the sacrifice come on put your hands together offer the Lord a sacrifice of your praise I don't feel it but you're still worthy I don't want to do it, but you're still worthy. I got stuff on the brain, but you're still worthy. I'm troubled in my spirit, but you're still worthy. Got affliction, but you're still worthy. Got hang-ups, but you're still worthy. Somebody in the house, give God the sacrifice. Come on, give him. Come on, give him. Come on, give him. The sacrifice. 
He said, what does it profit? What's the advantage to gain the whole world and lose your soul? While you're trying to be rich, your soul is dying. While you're trying to be cute, your soul is dying. While you're trying to be popular, your soul is dying. If nobody else loves me, I need the love of Jesus just to live. I need the power of the Holy Ghost just to live. And he makes this statement that if you're ashamed to own me in this wicked, in this perverse generation, I'll be ashamed to own you among my father and the angels. Yeah, everybody's saved on Sunday, but are you as holy on Monday as you are today? Are you as sanctified? Do you quicken on the job? Do you get happy in your living room? Do you get happy among your friends? God needs somebody that's not sometimes, but this is who I am. You ain't got to like me, but I'm saved. You ain't got to love me, but I'm saved. You ain't got to be my friend. I'm saved. I ain't got to be in your clique. I'm saved. I ain't got to be in your circle. I'm saved. Unfriend me, but I'm saved. Isolate me, but I'm saved. Turn against me, but I'm saved. Everybody testify. Come on, tell a neighbor, I'm saved, I'm saved, I'm saved. Tell him, I'm saved, I'm saved. Tell him, I'm saved. Through the storms of life, my heart keeps singing. I'm saved. Hallelujah. I'm saved. Hallelujah. I'm saved. I'm saved. I'm saved. I'm saved. than we got disciples. <laughs> For the members, this is your primary obligation if you're just a member. You wake up on Sunday and you say, dog, it's Sunday again. Gotta get up and I gotta go to church. That's when you're a member. When you're a disciple, I was glad when they said unto me let us go into the house of the Lord I'll enter his gates with thanksgiving I'll enter his courts with praise when I step across the threshold I'm so glad I'm here in Jesus I'm so glad I'm here oh Tell your neighbor, I can tell if you're a disciple or just a member. All of you sitting in here, like somebody put a gun to your head. You a member. You ain't a disciple. 
Because if you were a disciple, you would say, Lord, I'm just glad to be with other disciples. Look around the room. Look at the disciples that are in the house today. Oh, God, celebrate. He kept us another week. He kept us another month. He kept us another day. And now that I'm here with my brothers, now that I'm here with my sisters, I'll give him the glory. But this is Sunday. Somebody show me what you're going to do tomorrow. Y'all didn't get it. This is Sunday. Kita sung us up into the heavens. But what you going to do on Monday? What you going to do on Thursday? Hey, shut up, Shama. What you going to do on Friday? Early Saturday morning, what you going to be doing? I will bless the Lord at all times. His praise shall continually be in my mouth. If you catch me on Thursday, this is the day that the Lord has made. I will rejoice and be glad. Somebody praise him now. If you're going to praise him, then praise him now. If you're going to bless him then, bless him now. If you're going to thank him then, thank him now. I got to quit. Come on, stand. I got to quit. Come on, stand. Come on, stand. Come on, stand. just on Sunday. Oh God. I'm a follower, but not just on Sunday. I'm a believer, but not just on Sunday. Oh God. Saints, here's where I am. After 45 years, I got nowhere else to go. Oh Katanye. Nobody could love me like Jesus. Nobody can hold me like Jesus. Nobody can bless me like Jesus. Nobody can lift me like Jesus. Maybe some of you are looking back at the world, but there's nothing back there for me. Oh, God. There's nothing back there for me. When you make the decision to live for Christ, you make the decision that whatever the Lord leads me. That's where I'm going. Oh, Kataye. Been in some places that I didn't know how I got there or how I was going to get out. But if the Lord led me, whoo, Kasha. If the Lord led me, in fact, let me be real. The Lord didn't just lead me, He took me. Yea, though I walk through the valley and the shadow of death. I'll fear no evil, for thou art with me. Here's the life of the disciple. You have your valleys and you have your mountaintops.
everybody knows how to act on the mountaintop. Ain't no struggle on the mountaintop. But let's be honest. In the last eight months, most of us in this church have been in the valley. Oh, God, but in the valley, there was Jesus. In the valley, there was Jesus. In my despair, in my grief, in my suffering, there was Jesus. You were blessed by this broadcast today. If you desire prayer or want more information about our church, please call us at 336-570-3664. Again, that's 336-570-3664. You can also go to our website for more information about our ministry at www.refugetemplenc.com. Again, that's www.refugetemplenc.com. Pastor Reginald and Lady Charity Davis and the Refuge Temple family would like to invite you to worship with us whenever you are in the Burlington area. If this ministry has blessed you, please write to us at P.O. Box 3552 Burlington, N.C. 27215. That's P.O. Box 3552 Burlington, N.C. 27215. Or email us info at refugetemplenc.com. That's info at refugetemplenc.com. God bless you, and until next time, shalom, shalom.